challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, we begin. This podcast, as you know, if you've been with me for a while, is about making men better. It's about coaching all of us to become what we call here great men, which means men of power, men of strength, yes, but also men who are serving, men who are wise, men who know how to live in this generation effectively, men who know how to invest in the destinies of others, men who know how to live fulfilling lives. That's what we're here to accomplish. And I keep it brief so that you can listen to it on a toilet session or a quick drive to work or uh, or just when you're out working in the yard, but I also make it hard hitting. And this podcast is going to be a little bit hard hitting. In fact, I'm going to return to a couple of themes that I have uh, dealt with in the past because I'm very concerned about men in regards to these things. And what I'm saying in this podcast is there are about five things I want you to do. That's how bluntly I'm going to put it. I'm normally not this pushy, but I've seen some things recently where some men have not done these things and it has caused devastation in their families, in their bodies, in their lives. And so with this dramatic opening, (laughs) I'm going to ask you to do five things. Some of them are very, very practical. In fact, they're all relatively practical and not the bigger philosophical, you know, psychological things I usually talk about. But please take me seriously in this. These are essential for every man. Here we go. Number one, I want you to have life insurance. Now, if you're 14, that's not your responsibility. And by the way, if you're 14, I'm thrilled you're listening to what we're talking about here. But still, if you're 14, 13, 15, I want you to have in your mind that it's one of the responsibilities of a man to have life insurance. But for those of you who are older, for those of you who have families, for those of you who have children, for those of you who have business responsibilities, it is essential that you have life insurance. And I've shared in previous podcasts about men I know, I'm talking about high-ranking military officers, I'm talking about successful people who died and left their family only debt. Maybe they the families had great lifestyles uh, while the man was living, but when the man died, there was no life insurance, there was debt, there were expensive funeral uh, payments to make, and it devastated the family. Every man should have life insurance. And for a lot of, for the guys, uh, some of the guys listening to this who are a tribe that I spend a lot of time with, young men in their 20s, you've just gotten out of college maybe, or, or just stepped into your work life, and you're thinking, why should I have life insurance? Well, I want you to ponder just for a moment, and it's a hard thing to think about, I know, but I want you to consider that if you are 24 and single, uh, and basically, you know, your family is, uh, your parents live somewhere and your brothers and sisters are scattered around the country, perhaps as often happens in our generation. If you die, your parents are going to be saddled with your funeral expenses. They're going to be saddled with, t- with getting you from wherever you die to where you're going to be buried, paying the very expensive funeral prices of the, this, this generation. Um, and, A simple little life insurance policy would have covered all of those expenses and maybe provided a little bit extra to comfort your parents and let them do some things. Um, I'm not making you responsible for your parents' well-being after your death. It's actually the opposite. But a funeral these days can cost $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, depending on the circumstances. 
And by the way, for those of you who travel internationally, I just want to say to you, I never go anywhere internationally without having travel insurance. It costs about 25 bucks. But if I should die in Saudi Arabia when I'm over there lecturing, or I should die in Iraq, it could cost $100,000 to get me home. Uh, or maybe I have a little medical treatment there. That could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I want you to keep your eye on insurance. Don't become fearful about it. But every man listening to me, unless, like I say, you're in your teens and still living at home, you need to have life insurance. Uh, I even know of a situation where a college student died, and I'm grieved at his death. He was a friend of mine. But he left his entire um his entire student loan situation for his parents to pay. It was something about the way it was arranged. His parents ended up with tens of thousands of dollars in addition to the funeral expenses. I mean, I think we were in the fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar range here. Visited on the parents. You can insurance at that age is so small. It's not that much. We're not talking about a lot of money. A hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy is really nothing. So I want you to have life insurance. Hear me. And for those of you who have wives, for those of you who have children, you must. Now, you don't have to have millions, but you have to have something. They're going to have to bury you. They're going to have to reposition. They might have to move. You got to have something. $250,000 sounds like a lot of money to you right now, but in life insurance, it's not that big a deal. And that's probably some tens Every month, meaning 20, 30, 40, $50 a month. It's not that big a deal. It's what most Americans spend on pizza in a month, and it will help your family. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I want you to have a will. I know I sound like Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I know I sound like a financial counselor, but I'm hammering this for practical reasons. I'm hammering this because I'm in your corner as a man, and I am seeing devastation with some people don't have wills. Uh, if you don't have a will, the state comes in and takes a lot. If you don't have a will, uh, your your poor wife, or perhaps if you don't have a wife, your children, somebody's left to have to take care of your estate. Things might may not go where you want them to go. People may fight. There may be hassles. Um, if you got, I'm just making this up now, one son and two, two sons and one gun, you know, you don't want to set them up for tension uh, over, wow, he, he took the gun or he got the gun and dad must not have loved me and all that kind of garbage. And so you want to have a will. It doesn't have to cost a massive amount of money. Don't do it yourself. There are laws you don't know about. But find a lawyer, find somebody who can help you, find a service, and have a will. Do not go through this life as a person beyond the age of, I would say, 18, but, but some people would say after college, uh, when you start acquiring property and having you know investments and things like that. Uh, don't go through life without a will. Hear me on that. You want to have a will. It prevents all sorts of things. It prevents tension. It affects the treatment of your state uh, financially. Um, and especially if you have children, especially if you have heirs, those who will survive you, uh, it can be a blessing to them for generations. So have a will. Find out about wills. Read up on it. Get an attorney doesn't have to cost a massive amount of money. I think Bev and I just had our, re our wills redone. I think it was three fifty dollars or five hundred. dollars um, You know, that's not that, that, that much money. And we have a fairly complicated uh, will. Uh, so you can do it for a whole lot less. Okay. Uh, so third of all, I want you to consider having funeral insurance. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that most of you listening probably aren't in a position to pay for your funeral in advance. That's what a lot of people do as soon as they die. The funeral home's prepaid, the plot's prepaid, uh, the vault is prepaid. 
uh, instructions are left, and so on. But funerals can cost quite a bit. And for those of you who have some means, uh, who are going to have large funerals, a lot of people attending, uh, this can get into bank. It can get into money. Um, but funeral insurance, if you can't, if you don't have the funds to prepay it, which is what I obviously I would recommend uh, for those who can, but I realize that's some money. Um, I would suggest you have some funeral ex- uh, insurance. For those of you who are old enough to be in the AARP, they have a pretty nice little plan. I think it pays out twenty five thousand dollars. It's very small amount of money a month. Um, almost all insurance companies have some kind of funeral ex- uh, insurance. Um, now, through your lifetime, you're going to pay a whole lot more in insurance than you could do by prepaying it. But I realize those payments, that, that amount of money just may be uh, undoable for you. But just keep in mind that a funeral can cost a lot of money. Um, it's, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And most Americans don't have thousands and thousands of dollars in their cushion. So this means your family goes in debt. Picture just for a moment, a family, a loving family of committed people. They love each other dearly, but the, the father, the husband, husband, father dies. He doesn't have life insurance. He doesn't have a will and he doesn't have any funeral expense uh, insurance. Well, what's he done? He's, he's impoverished his family unless he was just wealthy and they can pay all of this out of his, you know, out of a bank account, which is not very likely. They are immediately, they've got tens of thousands of dollars in bills. They've lost the primary breadwinner. Um, you have basically impoverished them. This means for many people, college goes away. This means hardship and the wife working a couple of jobs, unless she's you know a professional with, with some degree of, of uh, ability to earn on her own, as many women are. Don't misunderstand my point. My point is that, that if, if she's not set up that way, this, this means a radical change in lifestyle. You see what I'm trying to say. A good man tends his field. A great man takes care of his family in this generation, but also after he's gone. And so you gotta have a you gotta have a life insurance. You gotta have a will, and you've got to have some way of dealing with your funeral. Just be aware of this. I know you're thinking, well, what the heck do you think is going to happen, Mansfield? That you're being so morbid? No, this sets your mind at ease. This is a signal of love to your to your family, and if it, it's ever needed, it's going to be amazing. I'm really committed to this, and I'm more committed to it as I as I live my life and get a little older. My friends aren't dropping like flies. That's not what's going on. But because I'm so connected to men of every age, uh, I'm seeing men die constantly at every age um, because of a variety of reasons we can talk about in another podcast. And many of them are not ready. They have not provided for the for the next generation. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, and we've even seen in the news rock stars of late who didn't have a will, who who didn't uh, who didn't prepare in any way, and now the people are getting their money that distant cousins they never even met, and the big old lawsuits and money being spent on lawyers that from the estate, and it's being diminished and stuffs being carved up, and it's just it's just unbelievable. So you want to have life insurance, a will. And if at all possible, some means of prepaying for your funeral. Let me go on with a few more. I want you to promise me right now, say it out loud on <laughs> to, to your device, to whatever you're listening to this on. I want you to get a physical every year. Again, please don't assume that dear friends of mine have just died. And I'm all tender about this. No, I'm concerned about men in the broad sense. I want you to get a physical every year. And I want you to find a doctor within whatever insurance you have and so on who knows something about men's issues, okay? Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit of kind of a blunt story from inside my life. 
Uh, I had a female doctor for years. I was perfectly fine to have that doctor. She was great. But for whatever reason, she didn't check my prostate. Uh, I don't think she was nervous about touching me. She was a doctor, for heaven's sakes. Um, But she just maybe judged by my age or my overall health, because I'm a pretty healthy guy, uh, that she didn't need to. Well, uh, and when I changed doctors and I had this hilarious, fun, uh, uproar, intentionally uproariously Jewish doctor in D.C., he checked my prostate and found things that were wrong. Now, those things may have been going on for quite a while, and I had to have some procedures and things like that to fix things. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail about that. But uh, I wish, as much as I liked my female doctor, that I had had a doctor uh, who specialized in male stuff and wasn't worried about offending me or being uncomfortable or whatever the reason was. I don't know why my female doctor didn't ever checked, um, but I wish somebody had. I wish I'd had a you know a football physical kind of coach, <laughs> a kind of doctor. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, somebody who just said, "Bend over, dude. You're gonna I'm gonna, absolutely I'm gonna check you because I'm gonna make sure that you are in good shape, no matter what it, what kind of pain it costs you short term." In other words, you got to have somebody who pays attention to those things. And I'm not just talking about people who are older. Um, there are specific male situations, everything in the world. And I want you to have a thorough physical every year. The number of men who don't have a thorough physical is stunning. And I'm not, again, I'm not worried about you kicking the bucket. I want you to live a healthy life. So there are certain syndromes, certain dysfunctions that are uh, absolutely plaguing men in our generation. I know 25-year-olds with high blood pressure, um, low T problems, all kinds of things. Of course, obesity and all that kind of normal stuff we have to battle in our generation. But other things are creeping in. I want you to be ahead of the game. I want you to live a long and healthy life. I want you to have a physical every year. I have been confronting some of my friends recently on that. And when they've gone in, um, none of them have horrible, horrible situations like they're going to die in six months, but they have absolutely gone in and come back and called me and thanked me and said, you know, there was some stuff going on that had it not been caught, had it not been checked, could have really been a problem. Uh, you need to have your heart checked. You need to have maybe even an EKG. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not prescribing, but th- this is the kind of stuff that needs to happen from time to time. You want to be thoroughly checked. I know it's a pain. I know it might be some expense. Nobody likes hanging out in doctor's offices or hospitals less than I do. But you need a good doctor. In a sense, you need a tough and inquisitive doctor, and you need to get physicals on a regular basis once a year. Make it a discipline. This is, this is I'm going to be very blunt. This is essential uh, this this is part of, uh, I believe, your obligation to God to take care of yourself. It's your obligation to your family. It's your obligation to yourself. It's your obligation to your calling. Uh, it's even it's even quite frankly my obligation to my band of brothers. I want to be around to help them raise their kids, grandkids, great grandkids. I want to be part of the great efforts, charities, things I'm doing in the world. Um, I mean, I can even be dramatic and say, I want to be healthy for the Kurds <laughs> who I advocate for and, and for you. I want to be doing a podcast in 30 years or whatever version of a podcast is going on at that time, speaking to men around the world in 30 years. Um, so I've got to stay healthy. And then finally, I want you to have, if I say a health plan, I really mean a workout plan. This is number five. Number one was have insurance. Number two was have a will. Number three was have some kind of prepaid funeral arrangement. Number four was get a physical every year. And number five is have a health plan to address whatever's wrong with you. Okay. If you've got extra weight on you, be on a plan. I'm not talking about go out and, you know, 
pay for some expensive health plan, but do something. Do do what you need to do. Be walking and fasting a meal a day. Uh, do keto and intermittent fasting if that's what works for you. Do do programs that have supplemental, uh, you know, nutrition and a, a, a health plan. There there are lots of different ways to go, and I'm not going to sit here and play doctor and tell you. Uh, exactly how to eat and how to work out. There are many different ways to go, and I have friends doing well on lots of different things. But we've got to fight obesity. We've got to stay healthy. We've got to stay flexible. Uh, we've got to stay uh, working out. We've got to get our heart rate up. And um, I'll tell you what, some of the people who do the best at that are at this are the people I know who are really older. But man, some of these 85-year-old men get out there and they walk for miles and do ex- resistance bands in their rooms and have an active life, and they they are just not only having fun, but they're likely to live to 105. You be on some kind of a plan where others hold you accountable to address whatever's going on with you. You know what I'm talking about. It might be obesity. It might be a problem with sleep. It might be you know slight muscle. It could be that you're not flexible. Uh, There are all all kinds of things that can be going on with you physically, but you be on an exercise plan. You be on a health plan. In addition to getting a physical every year, you work out and get on some kind of eating and, and workout plan that addresses what's going on with you, okay? I want you to be healthy. I want you to be strong. I want you to live a fear-free life. I want you to take care of those you are committed to and called to take care of. None of this needs to be a great burden. This is the normal lore of a man. And in the same way that I would call you uh, to restore great manhood, noble manhood, and build a band of brothers and, and live a vital life, and yeah, go out and have controlled rowdiness and controlled violence and live, live that life of an aggressive, fully connected, on-fire man, um, I want you to also have these legal and health things in place. This is essential. And by the way, I'm being told that I have a lot of women listening to this podcast, and I'm thrilled for that. And if you need to to push the men in your life, your sons, your husband, your brothers, your father, you just do it and tell them I told you to. Tell them to call me. Tell them to write me if they want to gripe. But you, we need not to not to nag each other and poison the home environment, but to push each other and encourage each other. Then I've begun to do this. I've begun to say that these things are part of the lore of a man, just in the same way that I want you to, you know, everything, pray and have a band of brothers and and deal with your bitterness and deal with your father wound and all that kind of stuff that we talk about all the time, just in the same way I want you to read great books and and go on great adventures and, and live a bold life and push against physical barriers. I want you to do these five things. We don't want you impoverished. We don't want the next generation cursing you because you spent everything in your lifetime and left them all impoverished and, and uh, without the benefits of that, that should have come to them. Um, we want you to live a vital life. We want your manhood, your masculinity, your noble, godly, great masculinity to radiate into the next generation. And a lot of that is practical things. It's practical stuff like insurance and physicals and workout. Just as surely as it's about over these holidays, and I'll be talking about this soon, telling people how much you love them and speaking words of destiny and, and affirming them in, in, in loving ways that are part of that whole holiday lore. 
okay, I'm passionate about this because I love you. I'm passionate about this because I want us to see a vital, responsible, great man movement. And I'm passionate about this because I'm seeing disasters happen and I don't want them to happen to you. This is part of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.